the math doesn't work against the Warriors. You got two stars, you know, two superstars and Kevin Love, and they got three superstars and potentially four on that Warriors roster. So he's got to have that firepower. He's got to have the It's the future. Down and distance. On WGNRadio.com. Welcome back. Down a distance right here, WGN Radio, WGNRadio.com. I am SB2 Mike's on Twitter, Sean Davis. Sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, Jared Payton at Paytonson, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N. Yes. Talking NBA Chicago Bulls trade rumors. Mm. Front office, guard packs, stay or go. Ooh. We'll get into it. You can catch him, Seku Smith NBA, on Twitter. Go follow him now. The Hang Time Podcast, which is hot. With Lane Whitaker. Funny, too. It's man. hilarious. It's funny, dude. And I just want to say, and I know <laughs> All Star Weekend is coming up down in the Big Easy. So I can only imagine what they have planned. They got something in store. I already yeah, know. They might be doing some stuff for bees down there. I don't know what. <laughs> they might be getting it in. Say, Koo Smith, welcome in to Down and Distance once again. How you doing, bro? Man, always good to be with y'all, man. And yeah, you know, we got a. We're going to have some problems in the world. I'll just tell you right now. <laughs> we've alerted local authorities already that we're going to be there all weekend and to be on the lookout. I'm telling you, Sekou, I mean, my, my, that's where my, my mom's side of the family is from. So I, I spent a lot of time there. Plus, um, there's no video to confirm this, but supposedly I was in a fight with uh, the Florida Gators down there on Bourbon Street. But I, listen, I have no clue where that video is. A lot of stuff popping as All-Star break is here. And guys... It gets me because this whole speaking out on social media now, uh, when you have a problem, I'm so glad that I never had social media really around. I had MySpace around when things weren't popping. And, and you know, I, I was just checking my, my how many people would like one of my, my songs on my page. But now guys are using social media. We're getting a chance to say cool to really dive into how people feel, uh, not just through watching them on TV anymore. I mean, they're letting it ride as well through social media. And one of the guys that's been more, the, probably the most vocal um, that we've seen who's a superstar is LeBron James about, you know, needing more and understanding. If there's anybody, body, if there's anybody who knows what it takes and to win a championship, it's that guy. So listen, if he says he needs more and needs a run, more around him, Shouldn't that front office be listening? Yeah, they would, they would be foolish not to listen to a guy who's been in the finals every year, you know, for as long as anybody can remember. Six years is an eternity in professional sports. For him to have been the, the catalyst for a team to be in that space every single year for that long, you have to listen to him and do what he tells you. And, and listen to what his instructions are just internally, like for the group, for the team, for everybody to, to have a chance to reach their maximum potential. You know, you listen to LeBron. Now, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with, with that being the way things are done or not, you listen to him. You know what I'm saying? You let him dictate that part of the process. That don't mean you do what he says. That don't mean, you know, that he's, he's running the show from a, you know, a standpoint of you know what he says goes, but I'll be damned if you don't listen to him. I'm I'm wondering this. Kevin Love, of course, out six weeks with the knee scope. He's giving you twenty and ten. 
a lot of people look at the stats and they say, I don't care what you say about him. The man is giving you 20 and 10. LeBron, stop crying, stop whining. The last I checked, when the baby cries and whines, it's either it wants to be changed or it wants to be fed. Something needs to be done. Mm. So if LeBron James is whining, something needs to be done. And when you look at Kevin Love, I'm wondering if he's looking at previous performances in clutch situations or tight situations like the NBA Finals and how Kevin Love wilts in those situations. In the mind of LeBron James, does he even count him? going into a series with Golden State to say, okay, I know I have Kevin Love, the way he looks at Kyrie and says, oh, okay, I know I have Kyrie Irving. But, but Sean, this is where I think people are missing what LeBron is saying. They're, they're assuming that LeBron wants the Cavaliers to make a move and bring in his boy Melo or somebody right. for Kevin Love. I don't think that's the case. But I think LeBron is asking you to find a way to get Melo without giving up Kevin Love. He knows the math doesn't work against the Warriors. You got two stars, you know, two superstars that Kevin Love, and they got three superstars and potentially four on that Warriors run. So he's got to have more firepower. He's got to have some help. You know, you got to have a justice league of your own if you're going to battle a team with what the Warriors have. So this notion that he wants Kevin Love out of town and Carmelo to come to Cleveland, I think, is false. I think LeBron is talking about Dan Gilbert. If you're going to spend $30 million, you know, in luxury tax dollars, make it worth our while. You know, do it with a guy like Melo added to this mix and give us a chance to fight fire with fire when the finals come around. Yeah, Seiko, I mean, people are – especially basketball fans and listening to people talk to these youngsters. I go to these schools all the time, and everybody just keeps talking about how they can't wait to see Cleveland and the Golden State Warriors in the finals again. And it's just become something that I think people are, are, are becoming regular to, and, and it's becoming common. But is there anybody that can that can maybe keep one of these teams out of that situation? It's not possible, is it? It's always possible, JP. Um you know, San Antonio shouldn't be counted out in the West. Um, I think Houston can be dangerous. I don't think they can beat the Warriors in a seven-game series, but they can push them. Um, in the East, it's going to take a monumental effort from Boston, Washington, Toronto, anybody to challenge Cleveland, no matter who's hurt right now, who, you know, what the question marks might be. As long as LeBron's energy is where it needs to be, Cleveland is the team to beat in the East. I want to see it. I want to see him go at it again. I really do. I want to see the third installment of this this Warriors Cavaliers trilogy, just so we find out. You know, I know both of them feel like they could have won the series they lost, so they feel like they should be going for a three pick. Both of them, you know, when it's been a razor thin difference between them, you know, in these finals matchups. So. I'm sorry for everybody that hates dynasties and, and these uh, rivalries like this, but I want to see it. I want to see another. I want to see another seven game series between these two teams. Who LeBron swears they're not rivals. I disagree. Um, and I think the play, everybody involved, wants another crack at each other. Speaking of wanting another crack at each other, I want to go up to Gotham Ooh. because I'm sure Charles Oakley, if you asked him honestly, would probably want a good crack at one James Dolan. But my question to you. And I asked JP this via the phone the other day. I said, man, did Adam Silver really show how much power he has in the NBA? Yeah, no question. And, and he did what 
what a good commissioner in any sport is supposed to do. He intervened in a situation that was getting ready to go wildly out of control. I mean, it was bad enough that you had, you know, Oakley treated the way he was treated in Madison Square Garden. But when you compound that with the, the words James Dolan said about him, talking about this man as if he's some kind of, you know, basket case that needs help for emotional or alcoholic problems. I mean, so that's, that's crossing a line just in in the world. Like that's, that's putting yourself in a position where the next time Charles Oakley sees he put his hands on you. I think everybody would have been clear that he was justified to retaliate as somebody who's demeaning his character. I'm talking about throwing shade on him publicly in ways that, A, you don't have the professional credentials to do, and B, in a way that if you do that to anybody in the city, like it, I put it out there that you got issues to the world. The next time you see me, if you got an issue with that, you want to, you want to throw some love, then you, you probably have your right to do so. This is, you know, the fact that he brought Michael Jordan in, all this lets you know that the commissioner is smart enough to understand that he's got to pull all his resources in an effort to clean this mess up. They got All-Star Weekend coming up. It's a showcase event for the NBA. You can't hear it marred by headlines and foolishness from an owner whose team is completely irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. The Knicks are not a relevant franchise in terms of winning at a championship level in the NBA right now. For them to be stealing headlines from everybody else this time of year, it's foolishness. It's, it's foolishness. Isn't it but, some more foolishness with the Melo and Phil Jackson thing? Yeah. He's subtweeting Melo, then he backtracks on yeah, it. That's internal team stuff, yeah. That's yeah. like... That stuff that that's always gonna go on. Yeah. You know, what went on with Oakley was beyond the tail. That that's going above and beyond just basketball related issues. That that was grown men, you know, pulling thug moves. You seen twenty security guards and, and undercover cops and arena security over escort one man out the building because you you just get nervous when he's sitting close to you. Come on, man. Do you hey, think hey. Adam Silver had any grounds to find James Dolan or to? punish him in some way, form, or fashion, maybe a suspension? or I mean, it just seems like he stepped out of line when it comes to the representation of the brand well, of the National Basketball Association. He's not I mean, Donald Sterling by any no, means. No, not at all. But, but what he did. I think, I think Adam Silver was stepping in to keep this thing from blowing up people with, you know, Charles Oakley was talking about having a, a press conference. Press conference. Yeah. You know, that, that thing could have gotten much worse, is, you know, is what Adam Silver was looking at. And for him to have this happening in his backyard, I think he felt like there was no way he was going to let that continue without stepping in and, and making sure that he cleans it up. And I applaud Adam Silver. He he acts in his commissioner's role in ways that I wish other commissioners would, man. Step in, yeah. do, it, do it professionally, make sure things are handled discreetly, and move on. Do not let foolishness linger, man. You, you're damaging the brand, and you mess. Look, what does he say? When hey. stuff like that happens in New York, you mess with everybody's money, man. Yep. Hey, JP, where would you Hold rather on. be Hold this on. weekend? Where? Miami? Than a fly on the wall oh. in the Western Conference All-Stars locker room. Oh, I would love to. Hold up. This has gotten to the point it's gotten to with KD and Westbrook. I, I without gotta, a, a female has to be involved somewhere, I got to right? ask you. So, yes. I, I was thinking. Say cool, that, there's a girl cool. being buried in this story, right? Come on, man. Like, it, it just seems the other night, man, from his return back to OKC, from not knowing KD at all, but to 
reading about him from afar, seeing the stuff that he's done in OKC, what he did to to take that franchise and put it on his back for his years that he was there, and the stuff that he did in the community, I can understand. The fans wanted to boo him. I know that to me, some people went a little bit over the top. When you got to start thinking about security, extra security sitting outside your door and renting security, dude, a little bit too much. Say, cool. Is this always going to happen, or will that fan base ever re- let go just a little bit and praise the man for the stuff that he did while he was there? Look, they'll grow up at some point um, and move on, but they did what fans do. You know, they they reacted the way passionate, you know, irrational people do when they feel like somebody who they assume was their own. And I mean that in in the literal sense of the word. They felt like KD was theirs. And then when he turned his back in their eyes on the franchise, on Russ, on Oklahoma City, on the state of Oklahoma, you know, the whole idea of them, they acted like I would expect. I didn't expect it to be anything but the worst of the worst. I I knew they would show the ugly side of who they are as fans. Um, what What I really didn't like, though, is that either they're taking their lead from Russ or Russ is fueling it acting like he's 13 years old, man. Like, you know, showing up in the outfit he wore on game night, you know, to his disrespecting KD by trying to go at him and talk trash to him. You know, dude like Andre Robertson, in the era of the NBA I, I grew up watching, there, a goon on, on Kevin Durant's team would have set a pick so hard on that cat, he, he'd have had a, a shag in the back of his head. His head would have got knocked to the back of his skull. I mean, there, you know, could you imagine... Rick Mahorn. Not old school Stacey let, King. Some foolish, yeah, let him smile, stuff like that. Man, he would have gave that man the worst, the worst pick of his life. You know, and nothing is for Russ and KD to ever get past this. It's going to take one of them, you know, being a bigger person and, and put, putting all of the nastiness aside. And I, I think you'll see some of that this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if KD reaches out you know, in that locker room and while they're going through some of the functions and events of this weekend, they're at least trying to throw a little sand on that fire. And if, look, if Russ is not willing to meet him halfway, then I got no problem with Kevin Durant just dealing the thunder every time he sees him. I get 35-40 and, and put the dagger in that, that group every single time I see him until I'm done playing. That, that'd be fine with me if I'm Teddy because he made a free agent choice and it was his right to make that choice. And he might not like it. Deal with it. Deal with it. Before what? we switch over to the Chicago Bulls, yes, sir. just a simple question for Sekou. What up? If he was Jeannie Buss right now and Magic Johnson was hired as her advisor last week, how long would it take him to fire Jim Buss and let Magic take control of the Los Angeles Lakers? Would it happen on the same day? <laughs> Seriously, would it happen immediately? Jim Buss is like a lot of people who have inherited precious goods, you know, without any credentials to, to steward that shit, you know. So you went out and scouted a little bit and hung out with the basketball ops people over the years. But you never did it as you, that was never your livelihood. You know, Dr. Jerry Buss, one of the greatest owners in the history of sport, you know, he bequeathed all of this to his children. So it's incumbent upon him to handle it the way Jeannie Buss did. Jeannie Buss studied the trade, learned the business, you know, without the spotlight shining on her, and 
and did the, the, the hard and, and dirty work it takes to be the head of a franchise. Jim Buss walked into his gig and then treats it as if it's, you know, a hobby and not a passion. He treats it as if it's, you know, something he does to occupy his time as opposed to his life's work. And that's the difference between him and somebody who's serious about building a championship franchise. So he would have gotten his things with the same day Magic walked through the door. I'd have explained to him whether he's my brother or not. It's not personal. You know, but you're not cut out for this job. Like, I know you think you are. I know you believe in your heart of hearts. You got the chops to make it work. But the results say otherwise. And you, and you got to go. Hey. It's not personal, it's business. What a poor to Eddie Murphy of Harlem Nights on Jasmine Guy. Hey, <laughs> it is.